0: Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. Our hope is you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of everything you hear. For more great resources like this, go to trptampa.com. I am going to teach. We're going to to start a series today leading into Pentecost. Pentecost Sunday is May 31st, so we're going to celebrate the 30th and the 31st that weekend. Uh, We are going to have the doors wide open. Our TRP Kids area is going to be open, full bore back to it Uh, but on our way there we're going to answer a question okay because we've been the church has been online the church has been you know a lot of discussion about whether this is even important Uh, let me say it this way there's been a, a discussion about whether this is essential or not right is this an essential business well I'd like to say it's the father's business and that's pretty essential you know being about the father's business and I'm going to prove to you in Scripture why I believe this is, this is important. Because we need to take an honest look at the physical gathering of the saints, right? We need to take an honest look. Like, let's look at it honestly. I don't want to do things because we've always been doing them. I want to do them because the Father is doing them. Okay? You want to know the, the number one statement that chokes revival? We've always done it this way. We've always done it this way. That's the number one thing that ends revival and doesn't let another one start. <laughs> but we've always done it this way. When the system becomes higher than the spirit, you're in trouble. So all of our systems are in subjection to the spirit. All of them are submitted. Right now, this system of me talking to you is in submission. If the Lord grabs a hold of me and tells me to do something different, we're doing something different. I don't care what we did last night or this morning. Okay. I'm I'm sold out to this thing. And some people don't come here because of that. (laughs) Hallelujah. With all the love in my heart, I say that kindly. Like, guys, the why for being here is, let me just let you in on a little secret. It's not you. I know. It's strange. It's strange. We don't gather for people. We gather for a person. That's our why. We are gathered today to encounter Jesus together. So I plan to encounter Jesus with all of you today and to leave transformed because I saw a new side of his face. Amen? I'm done playing church. I I hate holy huddles. I want a holy virus. I want you infected with love that breaks every chain. I'm going to infect you. Just line up for your shot. I'll give you one. That was for Scott. And I would say in the kingdom, it's mandatory. (laughs) A mandatory call to love, a mandatory, holy, I'm not gonna say the word, (laughs) maybe I am, vaccination. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, I'm in trouble, I like it. I like it. Yeah, A.W. Tozer once said, because I don't know what I'm doing. That's the reality. I'm just following the Lord. A.W. Tozer said, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, anyone who always knows what they're doing isn't following the Lord. Okay, so that's me. I'm just, I very rarely know what I'm doing. Sometimes I do, and I'll let you know when I do. But I don't always know. But I know a couple things about the importance of this gathering, and we need to talk about it. because And we need to talk about it according to Scripture, not according to tradition or opinions or some, you know, somebody's commentary. We need to look in the Bible. Okay, if you're new here, this is what we do every week. We preach from the Bible. We read a lot of the Bible, okay? It's important to know that God put a love letter in ink for you and I. We should know what it says, amen? So here's the prevailing uh, element of today's question. Why are we here? Some people are saying, and there's this idea out there, that we're going back to the Church of Acts. Instead of having big buildings and things like that, we should go back to the Church of Acts. How many of you have heard this, right? Right? I mean, you've heard we're going, they're not agree with it necessarily, but you've heard, oh, yeah, this is God using COVID to send us back to the day of the early church. Anybody heard that? Yeah, that's, it's, it's out there. It's a prevailing thought. Pastors are talking about it, okay? And they're saying that that is what the early church did, just house churches. So we're going to ask, we're going to really look at the scriptures and say, did that actually happen? Is that what actually went on? Because if it did, and that's what the Lord is doing, there's implications, Okay. But let me read you a scripture first. Isaiah 43, 19 says, Behold, I am doing an old thing. Now it... What? Let me try again. Behold, I'll look at it closer. Behold, I am doing a thing they did 2,000 years ago in the early church. Now it's... No. Is that not... Oh! Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Behold, I make all things old. Behold, you are an old creation. No. I make all things new. I'm doing a new thing. God doesn't do the next thing. He does the new thing. It's not next on the Lord's agenda. It's not next on the Lord's prophetic calendar. It's always new. There's a difference. And we're going to look at the scripture because it says, I do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I, may, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You know, this is all intentional, right? When it says, do you not perceive it? That means it's possible to not perceive it. Hello? It's possible that we could miss it. Are you okay? It's possible that the church could miss the thing that God is doing right now. Right? It's possible that I could miss the thing that God is doing and send this church into something that God is not doing. Right? Okay, half of you said yes. I'm concerned right now. I'm concerned. Is it possible for me to not perceive accurately what the Lord is doing? Okay, I'm glad you said that. Because that gives us a new place to put our trust. Not in me, but in the Lord. And we do everything on teams around here. I crave feedback. Just recently, I sent my team an anonymous form and said, please fill this out. It was totally anonymous. I said, fill in the blank. Caleb is weakest in his blank. I said, I want to know. I sent it to my team because I want to grow. And I know I'm fallible. And I know I need to mature. I need to grow up. Okay, just me. Just me. I'm the only one that needs to grow. That's good. But I know it. I know it about me. So as we talk about this, we've got to ask ourselves, how is God wanting to grow the church? The kingdom of God is like a seed, Jesus said, that when planted in the ground, grows to be the tallest tree in the garden, right? The birds of the air come to perch on its branches. He's telling a parable. The birds of the air come to perch on its branches when it becomes the tallest tree in the garden. That tells me that it has to continually grow. We're stunting our growth when we don't do the new thing the Lord is doing. Are you with me? Yes? Okay, so let's look at this. Did the early church actually only meet in house churches? Let's answer that question first as a baseline. Did the early church only meet in house churches, and is that the way we are to go? And if it is, here's a couple of implications. If that is what the Lord is saying, then we need to sell this building right now. If that is what the Lord is saying, then we need to break up into geographical groups. No more driving across town. For your your small group? Nope. Your geographical, your neighborhood, only within walking distance. If that is what the Lord is doing and saying, then we need about 30 leaders to rise up right now. Sign up, please. We have a sheet over there for you to say, I will lead a house church. Yes, I will. 30 of you. Yeah? Anybody's spirit resonating? Say, that's the Lord. Huh. Interesting. So... Those are, those are the if that, then this, but let's look at it. Did the early church actually forsake the coming together in a corporate manner? Did they actually not come together corporately? Was it all house churches? Let's look at how and where they actually came together. I'm going to give you a bunch of references. Acts two forty six. It says they met in the temple and house to house. I know we're the temple. We are the temple, but the temple was just a gathering place. There's a lot of things that happened at the temple. A lot of things, not just prayer and things like that. So 2.46, they met in the temple house to house. I have more. Are you ready? I'm going to give them to you quick. Acts 3, verse 1, Peter and John went into the temple at the hour of prayer 3 p.m. Okay, we're going back to their church. Oh, you have to come here. You have to come here. 3 p.m. every day to pray. I'm so glad you're I mean, yeah. Spirit of legalism says here's the right list, here's the wrong list. Don't you dare go on the wrong list because we know what's right. We're not doing that. Acts 4.31 says they prayed together in one place. That was probably a house, and it was shaken. But guess what? They're only praying there because this, the, Peter and John were cast out of the temple. <laughs> and they were praying. Acts 5.20, Peter and the apostles were told by God to go into the temple and preach. They were told by God to go to the temple and preach. Acts, or verse 25, they actually did it, by the way. You can check me on all this, please. Acts 8, verse 1, the the church scatters because of persecution from Saul. They're forced to spread out. Here's my question with that one. Are we really asking for persecution that makes us spread out? Are we really asking for that? No, I don't think so. No, we are not. No, sister friend. We are not. Persecution shall come. You are not to ask for it. Let me tell you why we're not asking for it. People are getting killed today. They're dying for the faith. And you and I don't get to call a stay-at-home order persecution. When people are losing their lives by the sword. So, no, we are not asking for it. Acts 11:26. Paul taught large crowds of people in Antioch. Large crowds. What do you call a large crowd? A, a gathering. Yeah, look at that. Oh, a corporate one, maybe. Yeah, everybody, yeah. Uh, Acts 12:12, 12, 12, Mary and many others were gathered to pray for Peter's release from pre- prison. That's a prayer meeting. That's good. We want those, right? Acts 13:1 through2, Paul and Barnabas are sent out after a word from the Lord comes. Get this during a worship gathering. The only reason Paul went to the Gentiles is because the word of the Lord came during a worship gathering. Jesus. Hello, You and I wouldn't have the gospel if it hadn't been for early church worship gatherings. Ha right. <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. Acts 14, 27. Paul and Barnabas returned to Antioch and gathered the church together to testify of how God used them. They came together again. Said, to get the church together, we need to testify of God's goodness. Amen? Yes. That's what we should be doing. Yeah. Acts 15, 30. Paul and Barnabas again gathered the church in a meeting at, a- a meeting at Antioch. They just gathered them because guess what? They liked to do that thing. They liked to do the gathering thing. Yes. <laughs> Acts 13, or I'm sorry, 16, 13 through 14, Paul and Silas, Silas attend a prayer meeting by a river. A river. Say a river. They met outside by a river. Okay. That's when they converted Lydia to the faith. Remember Lydia? Yeah. And finally, Acts 21:26, Paul goes with the believers into the temple to pray. Into the temple to pray. So let me summarize this for you. The church and the apostles gathered in the temple for prayer. Fellowship, preaching, and teaching according to Acts 246, 3 1, 520, 21, 26. The church also prayed and gathered in houses as well, according to Acts 246, 431, 1212. 12. And the church was spread out, gathering outside and in unnamed places wherever they could. Why? Because they liked it. <laughs> according to all of those verses. So are we going back to the church of X? No. We're not going back to the church of Acts. We are becoming the church of today. Because let's just talk about it. There are people saying, oh, see, we should gather in houses. Well, you know what they didn't have back then that we're using now? Like um, the Internet, Facebook, cameras, any of that. You know, that's not the early church model. Sorry. (laughs) Behold, I do a new thing. So we need the corporate expression. Amen. We need this. We need to be around one another. We need the fellowship of the saints. We need to worship the Lord like we're going to, in person with one another. Okay. We also need teaching, corporate teaching, the corporate word, right? We need testimony. We need all this. We need communion. We need all it, all of it together. We also need the day-to-day gatherings and small groups. And so I'm going to switch into family, back into family business mode for a second here. Are you okay? good? You okay? Okay. Um, we had a restructuring over this whole shutdown thing because we had a word from God. Mark Tubbs came and he gave us a word that we had outgrown all of our systems. He looked me in the eye and said, Caleb, you're too big for the systems you have in place. That's why you're frustrated. He said, you've outgrown all of your little tiny systems. You're not a startup anymore, but you're trying to act like one And it. The yoke don't fit, you know? And I'm like, ah, okay. He's like, you need all new systems. I'm like, ah, no. You know, so I spent hours with my whiteboard. My poor whiteboard is like rickety because I'm just like <sighs> trying to find the thing that the Lord is doing, right? And we restructured. We had community collectives. Because we had a prophet, Tracy, running those. But we know that these small groups are actually, they need a pastoral anointing. So Tracy laid that down graciously, and Pastor Jimmy is taking them up. And they're going to be called care groups, okay? And we're launching care groups this fall. And it's going to be a place to build authentic relationships. Okay? Jimmy, would you stand up just so they see you? If you don't know Pastor Jimmy, this is Jimmy. (laughs) He looks nothing like his avatar on Facebook. Because there were like 50 of them. Anyway, if you have any more, if you have any questions about that, please see him. These gatherings, these care groups are going to affirm the church gathering and build relationship in the house church gathering. And they're launching this fall, okay? So we're working on it. Our church is only a year and like 10 months old. So we're trying to figure it out. I don't know what I'm doing. Just following the Holy Ghost Goose Chase. Okay? So... With that, I just want to say a couple more things about the new thing. Because if he is doing a new thing, then we have to realize that a new season requires a new sound. A new season, according to the Bible, requires a new song. Okay, let me read you this out of Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 11 through 14. It says, and you can be happy about this at any point while I'm reading it out of the Passion Translation. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended. And listen to this. This is the word of the Lord for this house and for Tampa Bay. And the season of hiding is over and gone. If you're watching on live stream, don't be condemned. Be invited. If you're not here because of health reasons, that's fine. If you're not here because you know, you're protecting others, that's fine. But if you're hiding, it's not okay. Because the season of hiding is over and gone. That's the word of the Lord. We need to gather again. We need to gather again. We need to lead the way. Tampa needs to lead the way for the rest of the United States. It needs to. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. Have you seen those pictures of like the NASA pictures like over China where the, the smoke is clear, the, the air is clear again? Have you seen San Francisco? The smog is gone? Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? <laughs> the rains have soaked the earth. It had left it with bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear, this is the bridegroom king speaking. This is Jesus speaking in the Song of Songs. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? Sound familiar? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers, whispers, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. He's speaking to you. You're the bride. We are the bride. We're called to arise and run with him to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. <laughs> I love that. For you are my dove, hidden in the split open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up in the high, high in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. Come on, this is a picture of you opening up before the Lord, coming out of hiding. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. This is a corporate necessity. We gather to encounter Jesus together. So we are going to worship him now and every weekend. We're going to have the band come up and we're going to enter into a time of worship where we let him see our radiant face. Where he hears our sweet voice in prayer. Would you stand? We're going to answer in right now with revelation. Did you hear the Lord calling you out? (laughs) Did did you hear the Lord calling you out of hiding? Say it with me. The season of hiding. hiding. Say it with me. The season of hiding. Is over over and gone. Say it again. The season of hiding. It's over, and gone. it's over and gone. It's time to let him hear your voice again. It's time to let him see your sweet face again. He loves it. He loves it when you lift your eyes to heaven and worship him. Thank you for listening to this message from The Resting Place Tampa. Our hope is you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of everything you hear. For more great resources like this, go to trptampa.com.